Welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. I'm here in Studio A with our good friend Jay Winrusick, our theater critic. Good to see you, Judy. Good to be here, Tom. So we're going to talk about a show at the Classic Theater of Maryland in Annapolis. This is a place that I know Linnell and I have enjoyed uh, attending various shows there over the years. They do good work. Um, and we're going to talk about a production of Jane Eyre, a famous novel. There's been lots of adaptations of Jane Eyre, including operas and plays and stuff. What do you think it is about this particular story and these particular characters that you know make them so ripe for adaptations? Well, there have been a ton of adaptations since this novel came out in 1847. The first theatrical version was staged two years later. There are at least three operas. The most recent was in 2016. There was a Broadway musical in 2000. There are lots of films, starting with silent films. There have been radio plays. There have been TV series. Classic Theater of Maryland's brand-new stage adaptation is by Sally Boyette, the theater's founder and artistic director, and Laura Rocklin, who plays the title role. So, yes, what is it about Charlotte Bronte's novel? Well, for starters, just in time for Valentine's Day, Jane Eyre is a Victorian Valentine. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast story in which an innocent young woman, Jane Eyre, falls in love with a homely man with a shady past, Mr. Rochester. So there are reasons for opera singers to pour out their hearts and reasons to simply put these big emotions on stage. Jane Eyre is also a gothic story, and gothic material is very theatrical. At Classic Theater, the script, Donald Hickens' direction, and his designers accentuate the gothic elements, the gothic atmosphere. Both acts, for example, begin with nightmares and storms. Of course, Boyette and Rockland had to do a lot of abridging. The play runs about two hours and 15 minutes. My copy of the novel runs more than 500 pages. So... Details get scrunched, and so does a good deal of character development. For example, Mr. Rochester describes himself as degenerated, but the reasons for that sort of fly by. Similarly, so many elements are squeezed in that a romance that Mr. Rochester concocts basically to toy with Jane's feelings nearly gets lost. So you call this a gothic story. Does that, does that mean, are you referring to horror, or is it also a gothic romance? It's both. It's both. When I said gothic, I should have mentioned that there's also a mad woman in the attic. In lesser hands. Oh, there's always one. Yes, of of course. (laughs) Uh, In lesser hands, some of this could come across as camp or maybe even comic, but Donald Hicken and his cast, and especially Laura Rocklin, perform with great earnestness. Rocklin makes us care about this young woman who's orphaned and mistreated but manages to persevere. Rockland plays her as a strong young woman who's not afraid to speak her mind and to stand up for herself. Of course, the story itself draws you in. It's that tried and true boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy and girl. Well, I won't give it all away. I brought a clip in which Laura Rockland as Jane tells Michael P. Sullivan as Mr. Rochester that she must leave his home, Thornfield Hall, and give up the only happiness she's ever known. Let's listen. I wish I'd never been born or never come to Thornfield. Because you're sorry to leave it. I grieve to leave Thornfield. I love Thornfield. I love it because I have lived in it a full and delightful life. I have talked face to face with what I reverence, with what I delight in, with an original, a vigorous and expanded mind. I have known you, Mr. Rochester, and it strikes me with terror and anguish to feel I must be torn from you forever. I see the necessity of departure, and it is like looking on the necessity of death. Ah, 
A little Downton Abbey in the night. Very nice. <laughs> That's Laura Rocklin and Michael Sullivan in the Classic Theater of Maryland's production of Jane Eyre. So, Judy, you said you really liked uh, Laura Rocklin. Tell us about some of the other performances. What did you think? Well, Jane has two potential romantic partners, and both of these men behave very paternalistically toward her. I mean, Jane may be surprisingly modern in her reactions and in her thinking, but the men are very much products of the male-dominated Victorian era. That said, Michael Sullivan's Rochester doesn't come across as gruff or as stern as he does in the book. If anything, he's almost gentle with Jane, and that kind of takes the teeth out of the character. Rochester's also supposed to be homely, but Sullivan looks more like a leading man. Then we have Jake Daly as Rochester's rival for Jane's hand. This is um, a man named Sinjin Rivers. And this is one of the places where abridging the novel gets in the way of storytelling, gets in the way of character development. Sinjin is a clergyman, but that's glossed over in the script. Daily Sinjin is the anti-romantic, anti-Rochester. He's a straight-laced stick in the mud. When Sinjin proposes to Jane, it's more like a business proposal. I have an excerpt of that proposal. Let's listen. Jane, come with me to Inja. Come as my helpmeet and fellow laborer. Oh, Sinjin, have some mercy. God and nature intended you for a missionary's wife. You are formed for labor, not for love. I am not fit for it. I have no vocation. Humility, Jane, is the groundwork of Christian virtues. Who that ever was truly called believed himself worthy of the summons? I do not understand a missionary life. I've never studied missionary labors. There I can give you the aid you want. Well, I have Valentine's Day message from midday here. Do not try this at home today. <laughs> That's Jake Daly and Laura Rockland in Jane Eyre at the Classic Theater of Maryland. So Judy Charlotte Bronte's novel, it's very long, as you mentioned, so it's a, it's a challenge to reduce it to a two-and-a-half-hour play or two hours, 15 minutes. Um, there's lots of characters. How many people, how, many, how large is this cast? It's a total of 12 actors, which is fairly large nowadays. They all play multiple roles except Laura Rocklin, who only plays Jane Eyre, but that's a huge role, especially because it retains the format of the novel, which is subtitled An Autobiography and is narrated by Jane. Some of the other actors play four or more characters, but they're very good at keeping these characters distinct, even when the characters are polar opposites. For example, Nancy Krebs skillfully plays two women with opposite natures, mean Mrs. Reed, Jane's aunt, and Rochester's caring housekeeper, Mrs. Fairfax. John Prusner also plays characters with opposite personalities, cruel Mr. Brocklehurst, who's in charge of the brutal school for orphans where Jane's aunt sends her, and later he plays pious Reverend Wood. Some of these roles, of course, are very, very small, and they're all smaller than they are in the book. Yeah, well, they, they need to be, because you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of folks. So what do you think? Overall, does the Classic Theater's production of Jane Eyre do Jane justice? Uh, is it a good introduction for theatergoers who might not be familiar with the work? I mean, if you haven't read it, uh, you'll, you, it sounds like you'd still get a pretty good feel for it. Well, I want to start with Laura Rocklin again as an actor. She definitely does Jane Eyre justice and more. This is an excellent performance. But in terms of the script, I attended this show with a friend who's also very familiar with the novel, and she wondered if theatergoers who didn't know the story would be able to follow this shortened version. And I have to say, this is a sweeping story, and some of it sweeps by so fast 
that a little of it gets lost. Yeah, well, sometimes that happens. I, I do know that Donald Hicken is a very gifted director. He's a terrific guy. He's been in the theater scene here for a long time. And, uh, you know, Sally Boyette does some really interesting things. So I think Classic Theater of Maryland is always worth checking out. But, you know, uh, they, they take on big projects, and the projects sometimes, you know, have, have little things that uh, could get tweaked. So that's why we have you here to tell us about <laughs> those kinds of things. So next week... Uh, and by the way, Jane Eyre is going to be in Annapolis at the Classic Theater until the 25th of February. And if you come to our website, we'll have a link to how you can find tickets and all that stuff. Next week, we're going to talk about what I guess is a new production of Peter Pan. Are people actually reinventing Peter Pan for off-Broadway productions or yes. touring productions? That's yes, wild. this is Peter Pan the musical. It's going to be at the Hippodrome, and the script has been revised by Native American playwright Larissa Fasthorse. So I'm very interested to see what she has done with particularly the Native American characters. Wow, interesting. So a Native American take on Peter Pan, the classic. Well, it just shows that... You know, anything is anything is up for grabs. You know, there's a lot of revivals on Broadway all the time. And we hear about musicals being resurrected and stuff. And uh, here's Peter Pan coming to the Hippodrome. So we will chat amiably about that next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. And happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. And happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Jay Wynn Russick is Midday's theater critic. She's also the author of a terrific novel, Please Write a Novel in letters. That's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, Dr. Freeman Rabowski will be my guest. He is the President Emeritus of UMBC, and we'll talk about the current state of higher education, which has been much in the news of late, and his new book, which is very timely given the news about college presidents. It's called The Resilient University, How Purpose and Inclusion Drive Student Success. Midday's director and engineer is Shania Mapson. Luke Spicknell is WYPR's operations manager. Taria Rogers and Mallory Pinkard-Pierre produce our program with help from Sam Burmistaz and Izzy Bavis. Austin Coglin from our good friends at Clean Cuts wrote and recorded the midday theme music. Here and Now is up next after news at the top of the hour, so stick around for that. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing to our podcast. Thanks for checking us out online or on demand or on the radio. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Listening to your public radio. Member supported 881 WYPR.